before I start this episode, I just wanted to warn on the contents of this topic that we're going to be discussing, which includes self-harm and suicide. So if any of those ideas are triggering to you, I please urge you to not listen to this episode. Thank you. Hello, everybody. I'm Brielle, and today you are listening to Infinite Minds, Episode 5, Depression, Not All That It Seems, on WEC 89.7 Eau Claire, Wisconsin. That, again, is WEC 89.7 Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Ah, yes, depression. Something many of us are all too well familiar with. It is a very common condition, with more than 264 million people worldwide suffering from it, which 17.3 million in America are the ones suffering in our country. Although it is common, it doesn't mean people widely accept it or don't stigmatize it. Stigma and prejudice is still a very prominent factor when it circles around the idea of depression. There is also the confusion with depression versus sadness. Today, I will be discussing the types of depression, how we define depression versus sadness, stigmas surrounding it and myth-busting them, as well as sharing my own experiences with a guest speaker who also had been diagnosed with depression to show the spectrum and how different they can be from person to person. Starting off, what types of depression exist? What do we know so far? Well, the list contains such. Seasonal affective disorder, which is its abbreviation is SAD, typically starts late fall, early winter, then dissipates during spring or summer. This can also go for the latter, where it persists in summer, it starts in summer, and ends in winter. There's major depressive disorder, also MDD, which is the almighty and most common form of depression, which is also known as clinical depression, which is characterized to experience major depressive episodes with five or more symptoms of depression within a two-week period. This can be reoccurrent, reoccurrent from month to month or yearly. There's persistent depressive disorder, which is PDD. It's a long-term chronic form of depression. It isn't as disabling as MDD can be. However, it is still detrimental to one's health. There's postpartum depression, a type of depression that is experienced after giving birth to a child, which affects every one out of nine women who have a child, regardless of demographics, etc. There's psychotic depression, occurs when psychosis symptoms, such as hallucinations and delusions, are accompanied with a major depressive episode. Psychosis in depression is not a permanent experience and should be discussed with a healthcare professional if you suspect such. Now that we understand the multiple types of depression that can occur, it's important that we understand what defines depression from sadness. Sadness is a feeling that we feel when something bad happens to us, like a breakup or losing a loved one or losing a job. It is a specific reaction and a passing emotion that is only brief. It doesn't affect your daily life. It, is, it temporarily affects your mood. Now, depression is a neurodivergent condition, not an emotion. It is more than feeling down or sad. It can make you lose interest in what you like to do, feel exhausted a lot of the time, and many times have you experienced suicidal thoughts or thoughts of death. It pretty much affects your entire life, and it tends to make it more difficult. It puts you in an abnormal general state, which it doesn't have a reason for why you feel the way you do. When we state we are feeling depressed when we are actually really sad, it can kind of muddle up what depression and depressed actually means. Of course, when we state we feel depressed, it can be true to the actual condition. However, it seems not true generally most of the time. With the understanding of the, t the two, hopefully we can state how we truly feel in a matter that doesn't confuse others on our actual state of mind. 
Now joining me is my guest speaker, Katie Silva, someone who has MDD and will be discussing stigmas and her own experiences with major depressive disorder to help establish just how different it can be from person to person. Hi, Katie. Hi. Now, before we start, I would like to ask you a couple of questions about your MDD. Go for so, it. So when were you diagnosed? Around April 2020. Um, when do you think your depression actually started before a diagnosis? Probably around middle school years, probably sixth or seventh grade. Do you take medication, and if so, does it help? Yes, it does help. How does it help? Well, it kind of sort of, the effect of the medicine that I take allows me, I guess, to, I would say, probably forget about those kind of emotions or kind of boost up my dopamine. So it's like I'm more happy, but it doesn't really solve the problem. It's kind of like a small Band-Aid, but it helps make the depression manageable. Yeah. Um, are you in therapy, and do you think it helps? Yes, I am in therapy right now, and it definitely helps depending on the type of person you are. I mean, for me specifically, I find talking about it helps. I know that sometimes, like, something my therapist said is that your brain won't get closure unless you talk about it. So talking about it for me just really helps going to therapy. Um, what do you do to cope with an intense depressive episode? A lot of the times I kind of enter what's called a little space. It's kind of where my mind reverts back to something of a child so a lot of times when that happens most of the time what happens is I'll either watch shows or I will try and go to bed or I'll cuddle my mountain of plushies that I have it just it all depends kind of of if the little space activates or if it's just an adult sort of mindset so there you have it with Katie's experience with her MDD and I'll go on to discussing my MD to Show a bit of the contrast. So when was I diagnosed? I was diagnosed in my junior year of high school, um, 2021. And when do I think the depression started? It probably started around the very beginning of middle school when emotions and hormones started to run wild. Uh, do you take medication? If so, does it help? I do not currently take medication for my depression. As as far as I know, it didn't really help me or it didn't really make a change. Or my body just became so used to it that it just, it would nullify the effects that it's supposed to give me to help me manage. So another thing is if I'm in therapy and do I think it helps? Yes, I am in therapy. I have a lovely therapist. Her name's Betsy. And, um... It took me quite a while to find a actually a therapist that actually connected with me because it's it's hard finding someone who understands what you're going through and under, like takes in what you say and tries to incorporate in a different way instead of just repeating the same kind of things to help myself over and over again as I discussed I hate I hate grounding it's it doesn't work for me and I hate it when people try to tell me to do it when I already know it doesn't work for me now what do I do to cope with an intense depressive episode Many of the times I isolate myself, self, usually people find that isolation is a negative thing to do. However, it seems to help me because when I go into an episode, my body gets overwhelmed. And because I am neurodivergent, um, it just these emotions tend to overwhelm my ADH brain. And so I need just a space that won't overly stimulate me and cause the problem to become worse. When I'm less stimulated, I will talk about it with let's say my parents. I know my mother's a really good source to help me through my situations and validate me that these feelings are okay. 
and that you will get through it. So yeah, that's how I cope. So just a reminder before we start into the discussion of stigmas, you are listening to Infinite Minds on WEC 89.7 Eau Claire, Wisconsin. That again is WEC 89.7 Eau Claire, Wisconsin. So the first statement that we're going to be discussing is depression means you'll be sad all the time. That is absolutely not true because people always portray people who are depressed as sad, crying, not wanting to get up, being lazy or quote unquote lazy. It, that's just not true. Someone who could be depressed could be the happiest person alive, always being bubbly, social butterfly, could be just the, the happiest person or it could be like someone who's really laid back. Anyone can be depressed. They're not always sad because they put on a mask when they mm-hmm. go outside. Yeah, it's it's depression is a hidden disability. You can't see it first glance. You're not going to be able to tell who's depressed and who isn't. Of course, there's like stigmatized uh, appearances that someone might be depressed like they're emo or goth not every emo and goth person is depressed i mean for my depression it comes in with episodes i'm not always sad usually it happens with a trigger or just one day my depression is like okay i'm gonna flare up screw you be sad all day and not want to do anything and other days i'll be like oh this is the best life ever i love my life exactly like it, it can always And it can always kind of be on the rock. Like one day you're the happiest person alive and you actually feel happy. Next day you're still the happiest person alive, but you don't want other people to know that inside you're dying and you are very sad. Yeah. Another one is people wear black are obviously depressed. Black is a color. It is a simple color. People who wear yellow aren't always happy. People who wear blue aren't always sad. Like it's... I know we associate certain colors with emotions, but that doesn't mean because they wear it all the time, they're feeling that emotion. I mean, I, mean, I wear black all the time. I love it. I like the color. It tra- And another thing cool about it is that you, it traps in heat from the sun, so you heat up easier because black absorbs light. But Black is a slimming color as well. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's nice. I don't really like the color white because it shows everything you have. So the color black is just, it's something you could work with. You could wear any color with black. You could wear black pants and then wear like the most luminescent shirt ever and it'll look great. Yeah. Same thing with white because they're both really bland colors and they're kind of like more foundation colors like with red and with blue. But with red, blue, and yellow, you kind of have to contrast it with colors that actually work. All that other fun color wheel stuff. But just because you wear black does not mean you're depressed. Yes. Now another one is people who are suicidal will tell you their plan. Obviously, not all the time because, well, their their plan is to kill themselves. And if you're going to interfere with that, then they're not going to tell you because they don't see a point in living and they don't want you to try to prevent that, I guess, what people like to say, an easy way out. Yeah. I, it, I like the view as suicide is not an option. It's more of a reaction. Yeah, it's a reaction rather than, honestly, from personal experience... No one would tell, like, I would not tell anybody a plan just because, like, I felt like a burden. A lot of people will feel like burdens. They'll be like, oh, I just want to, like, let them know that I love them before I go off and do this. I don't want them to know because then they'll try to stop me, but I know I'm a burden. Like, things like that. Like, they'll think more of, I'm a burden and I can't handle this anymore. I just want to end it so I don't have to burden them anymore. That's kind of that thought process. Another thing is happiness is a choice. Well, see, I would be depressed in the first place if I had the choice to choose happiness, but I don't necessarily have the option because of the imbalance of 
neurotransmitters of sertraline and dopamine, causing this lows and highs. So I, I don't, I don't have a choice. I would definitely be happy all my life if I could, but that's just not human. Exactly. Like every, if every human could have a choice to be happy, everyone would choose that because you know it's happy. It's a, it's a benefit of emotion of where you're excited and something good is going on in your life. Not everyone like wants to choose to be sad. There are going to be sad moments in your life, some that are tougher than others. And if we could just smile through it all, that's Honestly, morally, that's kind of psychopathic, but it'd just be another reality entirely if we could all just be like, what emotion do you want to feel for the rest of your life? Happy? Sad? Disgust? Anger? Like, we can't choose that. Yeah, and another thing is that, huh, another thing is that depression kind of takes happiness off the menu for a little bit. Yeah. It's just like, it's not an option, no matter anything happening that would, I guess, provoke a happy emotion i mean when i got an award for the art show i i just i couldn't feel that happiness i was just like i need to do better like this isn't enough and that's just another thing with my perfectionism but that comes in hand with my depression because i'm not feeling that emotion i just i can't really feel it as well as i used to be able to exactly and even though like Let's say you're going through a depressive episode, even like seeing a dog, being able to pet a dog. People say, oh, that'll make you happy. But if you're if you're really consumed by all of that thought and all that depression, you would look at that a different way rather than happiness. Yeah. Uh, the next one is people who are depressed do it for attention. That is the worst stigma that could ever exist. Please do not go around saying that because that is literally horrible. I mean, who would... Who would want to say that they want to kill, kill themselves, commit suicide, feel like that they're nothing every day of their life just for attention? I feel like it's not worth all of the emotions that you're going to feel and all of the pain that you're going to be thinking about. It's just, it's not worth it. And even then, if they're doing it for attention, clearly, clearly there is something wrong. There is something bigger going on than the depression they claim to have. And I remember seeing in 2020, mental illness was a trend. People were going around pretending to have these illnesses and saying like, oh, if you flinch at the sound of a gunshot, that means you're depressed. No, it doesn't. Like, people need to stop doing that. That is not okay. Yeah, it's, it's not, it's, it's not fun to to be this way of course we need to accept ourselves but at the same time it makes life a little more difficult it is so debilitating that some days you'll lay in bed all day you may stink like shit but you won't care you're just too sad to get up like some days i don't even want to wake up i want to stay asleep or i want to be asleep forever because it just gets Mm -hmm. too hard sometimes to want to get up out of bed another one is you don't look depressed that's another thing with Hidden disability. It's not always going to be obvious and you're not always going to see it. Yeah. Like, it goes for any disability in the world. Exactly. Like, those who are in wheelchairs and can still stand, people are like, oh, wait, you're not handicapped. Yes, they are. They have that wheelchair for a reason and it's none of your business. Yeah. And then, like, the same thing kind of, it ties back into happiness as a choice. That's another thing that it kind of ties back into. You don't look depressed. Yeah, because people put on masks. Like, I know a lot of time I will pretend like hell that I am happy, I am okay, and that I am just, I have such good things going on for me right now. When really inside, I'm like, can I please go home and cry? Like, I mean, the world has shunned people who are neurodivergent for years on end that force us into a hole of hiding our true selves and not discussing our emotions when necessary. Because it's, it's really sad because we think that when we're, when people have depression or people have some other kind of 
neurodivergent condition, you're weak and you're broken and that you need to be fixed. Yeah. Of course, depression isn't a fun thing to have, but at the same time, stop viewing us as broken human beings that have lesser rights than other people and that we are invalidated. Exactly. That. And that also ties back in, like, that was what I think of it. It was like, people are like, oh, I wish I would have been there for them. I didn't know this. I should have saw the signs. I should have. I should have done this. I wish I'd done that. Well, if we'd stop stigmatizing and being like, oh, no, you're fine. Or you, like, oh, my God, you're depressed. Get away from me. Like, your sadness will spread to me. Like, that is what drives people to suicide because they feel so alone and they feel like they can't handle it anymore and then when you go after saying oh you're fine turning around being like oh i wish i believed them all this is believe them when they say it is so that you can try to find ways to get treatment or a diagnosis or something to help them so they don't feel so lonely Mm -hmm. and it's it's not i know all of us make suicide jokes but in the reality it's not funny because it also confuses people when someone's actually in a need of cry of help mm-hmm. and another thing is that as you said we say that we want to we should have we should have helped them and like oh it's too late now well do something advocate after this death use their death as something to help others and show an example of oh shoot we really need to help these people and raise awareness exactly and allowing people to be able to express themselves and not feel like they have to hide under a mask all the time definitely would help like i know a lot of guidance counselors at schools nowadays are trying to be more like hey are you feeling okay just wanted to check up in on you i heard that you were crying in the bathroom or this poem that you wrote for english class kind of scary is there anything you want to talk about going on like there are some guidance counselors out there in school specifically that reach out and then there are some guidance counselors that don't like I had a guidance counselor in middle school I was saying I was being bullied at the time and I was like hey I'm kind of sad and this person's bullying me can you do anything about it and I was just expressing to her that I was sad she went around and told my mom that I was feeling suicidal and that was more far from the truth but that's kind of what started me on that downward spiral Mm -hmm. another uh statement is you haven't committed self-harm so obviously you aren't actually depressed i mean i've never committed self-harm throughout my entire i guess funny thing to say career of depression i i've never cut myself i've never burnt myself i've never done anything to hurt myself it's more that i hurt myself psychologically yeah and whereas i personally have committed self-harm acts it doesn't it didn't mean i wanted to die like at the time it was like hey I don't feel like I deserve to feel this happiness or anything or hey I hurt a friend's feelings you need to be punished you need to get hurt because you're a bad person and not everyone who cuts themselves or harms themselves in any way is wanting to die that's that's something that's also a misconception that people who cut themselves want to die that is totally not true Mm -hmm. and I mean people like to assume that those who cut themselves want it only for the specific reason when there's a really wide range of reasons like it might be for control it might just because you're bored it might there's there's so many reasons of why there's not one reason why people self-harm yeah there's no definitive this is exactly why this happens because depression is a big variety it affects people in many different ways same thing with self-harm because you could self-harm and not have depression like it Mm -hmm. it just it just happens so Now, if you're experiencing any symptoms of depression or suicidal thoughts, please do not be afraid to go to your healthcare provider, talk to people who will listen and make you feel safe, and try to schedule an appointment with a therapist. Be safe, and I wish the best for all of you.
Depression is not an easy thing to cope with or get through. So it's about t- we pretty much ran out of time, but thank you for listening to Infinite Minds on WEC 89.7 Eau Claire, Wisconsin. I am your host, Briella, and I hope to see you on next week's Sunday's episode, Anxiety, Not Always a Panic.